Do you see me? No. Do you see me? You don't see me. Nope. I see me. You, you're sitting right next to me. I see that you see you, but I don't see you. Do you hear me? Yes. I do hear you. Does oh, the internet... Oh, wait. Yeah. Can I pull do up you Twitch? see cable? See? Homicidal Fire Cow. I hear him, but I don't see him. God, that's kind that's of cool. cool. It's official. Cable's a ghost. Or we're all dead. No, that wouldn't make sense. No. This is not the others. That's the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Nicole Kidman movie, The Others. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. We talked about it last it. week. I know, but I forgot that. Did we mention? It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, no, did. no. You totally had the name. How do you not see me? Whoa. Okay, I got really freaked out for a second because I forgot <laughs> that the Twitch video is slightly delayed from the actual restream video. You're like, Whoa, that, yep. was that was awesome. I could see it in your face because I realized it. And you're like, what? How did, why is his hand not appearing in the camera? Yeah, no, yeah, that really happened. No, uh, there's no band-aid because Cable can see himself on his own camera. Yeah, I, I, and I can also see Cable seeing himself on his own camera. Just not on my screen. want to thank everyone for tuning in to an all new issue of Geek in the City Radio and thank you for continuing to share the show with your friends and you know co-workers wherever you happen to know and enjoy podcasts um, while you're sharing it if you could give us a five star review on iTunes, Google Play Spotify uh, Podbean where our show originates from anywhere that you can give us a five star rating would be appreciated it helps us climb up the metrics and be able to bring more content to you and if you've always wondered, hey, what do they look like while recording the show? Well, for almost a year now, we have been streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash geek in the city. You can interact with uh, fellow listeners. You can interact with us. You know what? We just have a great time every week hanging out and being, you know, just the nerds that we are. We all have a lot of fun. We would love you to join us. Twitch.com forward slash geek in the city. As always, the podcast will always be free, and let's get it started right now. Hello, welcome to Edition 709 of Geek in the City on Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Aronda Rand. I'm one of your other hosts, Spinarita. And I am the eldritch horror that was once Cable Ashitani. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He'll and, be right back. And now he's gone. No, you. We were talking about sounds mm-hmm. or something, and you went bumble, bumble, boop, boop. Oh. <laughs> okay, so Cable was working on. He was doing something on his computer, and he wasn't getting the some sort of a boop, boop noise. Yeah. Uh, and it immediately. Like, I can't hear that sound without immediately thinking of boop, boop. That's the sound of the police. Um, but then every time I hear that song okay. in my brain, I hear boop, boop. That's the sound of bumping bees, bees. Because because this is an actual thing. Yeah, bees bump. Yeah, bees bump into each other, and like we can't hear it with our stupid, boring human ears. Right. But there is a sound that is made I when know. the bees bump into each other. We had Leon, and it's boop boop, and and that's the sound of bumping bees. bees. And, and remember, when they shoot their shot, they sound like popcorn popping. <laughs> that's right. That's as they die. Ah, <laughs> oh, bees are they just the gift that keeps on giving.
I still think my absolutely favorite B fact that Lee gave us mm-hmm. is that my entire life was told that the bees go back and they do a dance to show where the good flowers are at. Mm-hmm. But when she said no, they have a dance off and the best dancing bee is who everyone goes with. Well, yeah, if, if more than one bee is like, you want honey or you want some pollen? Come with me. I'll show you where the pollen is. And another bee is like, no, no, I know where there's better, more pollen. Obviously, the no, only know, solution is dance off. Like you're taught in school that, you know, they're social animals. They have this one dance and da, 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 and off they go. But the idea that, like, they have a Zoolander style dance off. Oh, there he is. Hello. Well, hello. <laughs> well, we only got about 10 minutes left before our guest joins us, uh, Gwen Callahan of the HP Lovecraft Film Festival, which we will be talking about today. Woo. We're not talking about whoop, whoop, and ghost cable. And... Well, no, we're done with that. Oh. oh. We, we've done it. Wow. Uh, so, well, really quick then, I know you and I, being were at Rose City, you were at it much more than I was. Yes, I am. I've had the last two days off and I'm still exhausted. Um, yeah, I remember those days. Yeah. Well, I was like part, you know, handler and part um, booth manager. And both of those parts needed to exist full time. And I've never wanted to clone myself more than I did this weekend. I just, there was just too much. There was just too much going on. And uh, especially right at the beginning, there are volunteers and they're like, okay, what do I do? And what do I say? And what do you need? And I'm like, ah, ah, okay, right. just like, you know what? I just, I just wish there were more of me so that I could just be there and do the thing and know what needs to be done. And I don't have to explain it to anybody. And I can still have time to do, you know, things like go to the bathroom and eat food like, uh, so or you, sleep. You would want to make your own version of venaplicity. Yep. Right. But as we know, that gets out of hand. That does get out of hand. It was that yeah, time that quickly. Bender did it and uh, like almost killed the entire planet. So, I feel like Michael Keaton had a less horrible outcome. But who knows? I, I feel as though that the actual takeaway from this, and it, it comes from doing it more than once, because we, we, are, we have that tendency as humans to go, I already know how to do this. I wish there were more of me, so I didn't have to explain myself. I didn't have to pass this on. You're supposed to. You are supposed to communicate how these things are done and pass them on to other people and let them do it the way they're going to do it rather than the way that you want it done. Absolutely. No, no. Yes. If I wanted to like go back further, sure. the, the ideal situation would have been to have a full roster of volunteers oh, yeah. and have had the time ahead of Friday afternoon to say okay, this is what we're doing, this is what you need to know, mm-hmm. this is how and where everything is, and and if you need anything, call me, text me, I'll be doing this other thing that is also in my area of responsibility for the next 72 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, that also didn't happen. Um, you know, I, I think, moreover, it's like, this is like the first time that I've done a con with this much responsibility under, you know, in my lap, and I just felt underprepared, and that's not really anybody's fault or like any like it it doesn't really matter like i could have done well, so many things differently and i still would have felt well, underprepared it's a fucking marathon it's These also not like when you huge. help me out at my table i have a slightly different type of pull and cachet as your as your employer does it's not even about that um that's part of it a lot of stuff there was a it was a very full schedule that's and I, that's what i mean 
when I table, I do not have a full schedule. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, although I guess not I would yet. be remiss in not pointing out that the reason that it was like part, you know, part being employed by Kelly Sudaconic and part you know, like booth manager is because of uh, uh, Visible Women. The booth mm-hmm. was specifically the first event ever done for Visible Women, which is the uh, initiative born on Twitter to help women and folks of marginalized genders uh, have their creative work seen and then for those folks to ideally get hired within the industry. Uh, That is all getting moved away from Twitter and that was our first event and uh, yeah and so the first event is the first event it went went great for that but it's there's a lot of like kinks because it's the first event. Where is it moving to? Uh, the um, website where you can like no. kind of go as like the landing area currently is a is called visiblewomen.work. Um, and there's also a visiblewomen.work Instagram and you should get dot on the work or dot work dot work because uh, because that's that's the, right. you know, get them get them working in the industry comics video games board games uh, kids literature all sorts of stuff. Um, and if you if that is a thing that sounds of interest to you or someone you uh, if someone you know get on the mailing list because uh, we have a lot of new and exciting things that are in the works. I think I signed up a long time ago too because I needed to. Yeah. Hire somebody. Yeah, and then I just I, just, I never heard back. But that was many years ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not that's like that's not on me. That no, was that no. was a different assistant uh, at a different time. Okay, it worked out because <laughs> I got I got Sarah. Yeah, and Sarah's great. Yeah. Um, but we're not here to talk about that today. Uh, <laughs> we are going to talk about the 2023 HP Lovecraft Festival. Yeah. Uh, Which um, and I want to get this out now, um, because a lot of you have seen us in years past. There, you will not see Geek in the City Radio on Mass this. Probably as not. a collective. I think like, there's like a pass for us if one of us can do a day. No, there's there are passes for you and there's passes for oh. you. I for if and when we can be there. Right. That and that was the stipulation. It's like you have your own schedules. You yeah. will not you may not be showing up together, but as long as you have passes, you're totally there. Right. And Gwen is more than happy to to do that. I declined because you I am know. not available. Right. I'm I am working at most, I think, uh, 15-hour days for October. (laughs) Not every day, some days. Yeah, no, I'm in a similar thing. Yep. Um, But Maybe I'll go Friday. Can't go Saturday, because that's like the first time our Ravenloft game is going to meet in over a month, Mm -hmm. the 7th. Yeah. Right, but maybe uh, Friday. And I might be out of town uh, soon for work. It's it's not. It's all everything's all. Mm. Not the seventh, are you? So. I hope not. I I oh. I, I, I don't have mm-hmm. dates yet. Um, okay. I will. I mean, obviously, I'm going to try to avoid. No, I know it's fine. Being uh, out of town for stuff that is important, if I can. I am <laughs> certainly going to try to find a way to watch some of these. Uh, I I know that one that piqued my interest already was uh, suitable flesh. Uh, which is um, a movie uh, starring and also produced by Barbara Crampton. Oh, I know, I that. know, that, I know name. that name. You know Barbara Crampton because she was in um, The Reanimator. There it is, yeah. yeah. Is but, that a short? No, it's a feature length. It's directed by Joe Lynch. 
Oh, there it is. I, yep. I missed it between Saint. Okay. Yep. Suitable Flesh is one of them. Uh, in, oh, she's looking crazy and yep. cool there. There's also a short uh, called Night Gaunts, which is by a local filmmaker named Monster. Wait, Suitable Flesh also has Heather Graham? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Um, like, and this is just stuff that I have picked up in passing. Like, I haven't done a deep dive into all of this yet, and I look forward to doing that with Gwen on air. But yeah. just glancing at the schedule, it's like, ooh, I want that. I want that. This also might be a thing where even if I get to go, like, on a Friday with my schedule allows, I may just buy the digital at-home streaming. I'm mm -hmm. assuming they're still doing it. And then just tucking in for a when I have two days off in a row, hooking my laptop up the TV and just making popcorn, getting a case of beers and just lovecrafting it. I did that for a bunch of the shorts that we didn't get to see last year. That's right. Yeah. Because um, we spent a lot more time in the feature mm -hmm. film area. Is that Adrian Barbeau? Yes, well, it is. Son of a bitch. Yeah, this is for one called Oddities, directed by Tyler Savage. Drug, is, that, uh, is that a short then? Uh, yes, I believe I'm in the shorts right now. Um, oh, I can't find Yeah, it. that one's 15 oh, minutes. That is Adrian Barbeau. Nice. I love that she's kept busy. I have seen her in smaller films off and on again. So, so, so we're, we're definitely catching a lot of... Uh, established names mm -hmm. in, in this lineup. I would love to see her and Jamie Lee Curtis do some kind of horror movie together. I don't know what. I I would love like can you imagine uh, can you imagine what kind of film we could get with Jamie Lee Curtis, Adrian Barbeau, Barbara Crampton, Linnea Quigley. Uh, what I mean. And, and what's her name from Nightmare on Elm Street? She's still kind of acting. Oh yeah. Na um, Nancy. Yeah. Um, Heather something. Heather Langenkamp? Yes, Langenkamp. Langenkamp. Heather Langenkamp. Uh, mm -hmm. Slightly related. One of the reasons why I'm kind of bummed that the new Haunted Mansion didn't do that well, which I expected because it was pandemic and strike. Mm -hmm. It was kind of doomed. But the bummer is that something... So apparently Tiffany Haddish and Jamie Lee Curtis got along swimmingly to where like the director was like, you two need to calm down. We have to shoot a fucking movie. <laughs> it may. So the limited press they got to do, someone asked them, like, you seem to hit it off. Would you, what do you want to work together again? And they both looked at each other and said, oh, we know exactly what we want to do. We want to do a modern version of The Odd Couple. <gasps> but where Jamie Lee Curtis plays the slob and Tiffany Haddish is like the uptight. They're like, they apparently they were like already like, they were apparently already acting it out for cast members just doing it. And I was like, I would watch the shit out of that movie. Yeah. Just do the odd couple again, but it's them. I, oh my gosh, that'd be so much fun. I love, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I, mm -hmm. I just, I, do. I, I could expound more, but I just love Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm -hmm. She's fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, oh, that's, uh, sorry, going back to HP Lovecraft. That yeah, is, sorry about that. That is a movie that is going to be played that I think you do know. There is a movie that's in here. Glorious. Do I know Glorious? It had a Shudder premiere. <gasps> I do know Glorious. It is a two-person movie yeah. that takes place 
in a public restroom. I do know Shudder. You know what's funny is I'm looking at the the thumbnail, the the still uh-huh. for this movie, and it's got that bisexual lighting, just like that movie that we liked so much last year. Um, and now I'm absolutely. Oh, re- I was thinking re- the color Redeemer? out the color out of space. And it was a really popular color scheme last year. But what's the one about the uh, you know with the with the peep show. Yeah. And the, I know the evangelical who's uh Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Revolver? Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Help me out here, listeners. Uh, uh but it's this the one gal who works at uh the peep show uh like video store. Right. And there's the other gal, they're about the same age and she's super churchy and is protesting outside of that video store. Uh, when the apocalypse hits, right, and then I remember like, it, but yeah. Uh, oh my god, I'm th- and like, there's not an easy way to Google I'm, that right now. I'm so. glad there's another animated. I wish there were more animated shorts, but animation. Animation takes a long That's what time. I mean. it, it's very yeah. yeah. That was one of the other ones I was uh, mentioning. Is it's a stop motion one? Um, where did it go? Is it still up there? No, it, it it's for this year. It's called. No, the Night- movie's called this up, still up. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm talking about Night Gaunts. Uh, the director is Monstark, um, who is an artist that we, uh, Merrick and I work with at uh, for Sequential Art Gallery. He was in the last Inktober show that we did. Oh, okay. And he's, also, love him. He's fantastic. I so. feel like Night Gaunts, because that's an actual like Lovecraft thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a, just a name. I feel like that would lend itself very well to stop motion. Yeah, yeah, probably would. Uh, no, I will say like the the quality does keep getting better and better and better, which is cool. Oh yeah, yeah, it does. Um, uh, like the the tools for for decent looking filmmaking has gotten so much more accessible, even just in the last couple yeah. years. Well, and even like uh like visual effects. I don't want to say they're becoming cheaper because the prop, you know, the con, you know, the, the makeup required is still expensive, but the craft has become more accessible. You know, so you can get more people that can do it, which is pretty cool. Revealer is the name of that movie. Oh, okay, yeah. Thanks. Yep. Yep, that's it. I had really enjoyed that one. That was the one that was uh, written by Tim Seeley. Uh, oh, yeah. That's why I was excited. Yeah. Tim Seeley is the creator of um, Hackslash. Mm-hmm. And um, the other comic that I love, and no, I feel bad, I can't remember. It's The Town Where No One Stays Dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember either. But I love it. That's yeah. the bad thing. Hackslash is also great, too. Oh, yeah. Hackslash was the first horror comic that I remember that like took the tropes of the hot, sexy horror movie girl, but then kind of fucked around with it. It, yeah, it plays against the tropes yeah. while playing with the tropes. Yeah, because if you just judge it on its cover, it just looks like kind of an exploitive male gazy comic. And then right. you're reading like, oh, no, it's not. It's written by someone who knows every single trope and is turning into it while also like circumventing it. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, when uh, I think when the first uh, Hackslash Omnibus came out, mm-hmm. there he did a signing at uh, Tifa. He did. Because uh, I remember 
is he paid Merrick and I the best compliment that we could have had is we brought up and like, hi, we'd like to sign. It's like, great. What are your names? It's like Cable and Merrick. And he just stopped and looked at us and went, what? <laughs> it's like, I'm Cable and this is Merrick. Those are the most Blade Runner names I have ever heard in my life and went to signing. And like, I could feel the the grin on Merrick's face at that point. It's like, Yep, you just you just said the magic fucking words. Right. (laughs) Someday I might want to film some of the Lovecraft shorts I've written. I've written like five. Um, I still am one hundred percent into trying to do a Lovecraft film. Mm -hmm. Um, I know at the beginning of this year I'm like, yeah, it's gung ho, let's do it. We talked hard about Mm -hmm. it, and uh, yeah, I feel like about the end of February I went. No, it, this is not gonna. We're we're still gonna talk about it. This is not happening this year because this year is gonna fall fucking apart real fast, and I don't Boy, know why. How he did it? Yeah, it did. Like it went all kinds of sideways. Yeah. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. I wonder, Bean. I don't know how you would do it, but I wonder if you could write some kind of Lovecraftian short. But design it so that it can be filmed guerrilla style at dark arts. Because you're gonna have the imagery, you're gonna have Astoria in February. You 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 would want to have a really well fleshed out concept, and you're gonna either like loaded for bear with different props so that you have anything you might end up thinking you need. But instead of like a proper dialogue script write like beats so it's quasi ad-libbed improv Mm -hmm. you you would still you would need to be doing scouting locations now you would need to spend a week in astoria oh no you'd have to like you'd have to like really really have your concept down yeah that first for sure and and yet also be like really really flexible about what you're what you're gonna get um but now that idea is in my head Yes, it is. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm going to at least have to do the thought experiment through. Okay. I mean, a bunch of us are all going to be there, so you'll have crew and cast. And we're, where we're staying is kind of a weird place on its and own. And we've got a solid place to stay. Like, in, in, in all previous years, we've always had, like, multiple locations that we're staying at. Just and that sort can... of adds to the logistics of, of a plan like that. All all that dark beer were like all that dark beer were like cultists could hide shit and everyone's drinking of it. Okay. All right. I mean, you know, I'm just gonna let that percolate in my head. Get real crazy and talk to the uh, the Fort George people and see about maybe doing a little bit of shooting before the event actually starts. That's what I mean. I feel like the Fort George crew is kind of would be down for that as long as we didn't disturb people. Uh, they would absolutely be down for like plus, a horror thing. Yeah, and plus, like even during dark arts, there's a whole chunk of the upper floor of the ruins that don't get really used. Mm-hmm, you just mm-hmm. gotta be prepared for ambience. All right, we gotta quit. Maybe the plot is something to do with the fact that it's at a big old festival and there's like you know just tons of people partying. A lot of bad things can happen in the middle of a party, and it's too happy. Things are too, you know, bump bump to yeah. for everyone to even realize. Or it's what's also going one on. of those things where, like, because every year Dark Arts picks a theme. Mm-hmm. One of the ideas, and we just have to bounce whatever their theme they have, is that mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this time, like the you know whoever puts on Dark Arts was inspired by like, oh man, yeah, we were we were exploring another building we bought and digging through the basements, and we found this cool book that was kind of weird and inspired me to be the theme of the festival. But then bomb, bomb, bomb. All right, I'm gonna, let's 
We'll talk about this later. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I, I would, at the very least, I would enjoy the thought process of how it would go down. Mm -hmm. Even that would be kind of a, a fun expression. All right. Just locking that one in. There you go. Yeah. I found another one that appears to be animated. Uh, this one's called Menor. I saw the... Uh, That's like a feature length, isn't it? 111 minutes? 111 minutes? Mm -hmm. I think... Um, and it's Greek it's with Greek, English subtitles. Mm -hmm. hmm. I don't think it's wholly animated. Yeah, I think that's just that monster. Yeah, I wasn't super sure. But it looks really cool, though. But I love the concept. I love this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wayward Greek father, a waitress, bodybuilder... Their granny, criminals, and an undead priest must band together to fight against that. All right, I'm in. You give me a motley crew fighting otherworldly monsters, and I'm a lock. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a, it's almost like alien invasion style, hunger down and, and fight them off type mm -hmm. story. Yeah, I'm down for that. Reading more about suitable flesh, now I'm really interested. Yeah. And well, hopefully Gwen will be here soon. She can really yeah. go because she usually has ones that she's looking forward to because right. they clearly she, they've seen, seen all them all this. at yeah. this point. Yeah, some of them multiple times. She can give us the the highlights for what we should definitely. Take I also us know in if we are short on time. Pretty mm -hmm. sure I would also know I would like whatever the whisper and the static. A young woman hears a mysterious noise come to the radio and pursues it with dangerous consequences. So as someone who grew up listening to like overnight paranormal talk radio and was obsessed with like what you could pick up in between the stations at like 3 a.m. Like in between the static, you'd pick up like someone talking or like there's that YouTube channel of that guy that's broadcasting numbers over and over again. It's been continuous for like a decade now. He's just broadcasting these numbers and it's, it's fucking weird. And it's like a live thing. It's not a loop. Because people have listened to it for days and they're like, it's not looping. It's just this thing broadcasting numbers. Hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's, I can't fall down that rabbit hole again. Again. Again, he says. <laughs> again, yeah. Um, and they're always like short waves and they're just weird. Um, so I love any of that stuff that has to do with, like, radio. Here's one that looks uh, fun. Uh, HP loves cats. Uh, a writer is haunted by his feline muse, set to excerpts from HP Lovecraft's writing. So it's not inspired by any one Lovecraft story, mm -hmm. uh, but just like snippets of different things. And uh, just based on the still uh, and the description, that one sounds like one that's going to be uh, good fun. Yeah. Good, good fun. I was talking to a couple customers today. Um, it's a group of friends uh, who, like, apparently there's a guy who lives here now and has friends visiting from Jersey. Um, and they spent five hours playing Arkham Horror, the board mm. game. They've never played that. They've never sat down to play it before, and they I just sat down. I haven't either. I've always wanted to play it. I have a copy of Eldritch Horror, still in the same family. We should sit down and play. But Elder's Core is like the in-between, right? It's not the card game, but it's not the board game. It's like Elder's Core? Yeah. No, that's Elder Sign. Elder Sign is 
So there's Arkham Horror, Elder Tor, and uh, Elder Sign, and Mansions of Madness. They're all right. All Fantasy Flight. They're all in the same realm. Um, Elder Sign um, is the shortest of the games at about two hours an average play mm-hmm. Arkham Horror and Elder Horror Mansions of Madness are all about three to five hours. Wait, did you hear that? Yeah, I did. I yes. thought maybe you accidentally. Unmuted. No, Nope. Mine may have done it on its own. I don't know. I'm still getting to know this laptop. So all I know is we were talking about those number stations, which Ryan just pointed out for a long time. A lot of them were broadcasting encrypted messages for spies. Hmm. See, so there's spies on Cable's new computer. Is what you're saying? There's spies on everyone's computers. It's called the NSA. Hello. It's just called the internet. Yep. Anywho, sorry. Yes, I would like to play. Um, we can do that. But yeah, the group that I had in here, they played that. They lost, but they had a, a blast. Um, and I talked to them like, "Look, are any of you local?" And that's when I found out where they were from. I said, "Okay." You guys have to plan to come next year. You can go next weekend. Next weekend is the HP Lovecraft Film Fest. This is what it is. This where and he's like, "Oh fuck yeah, I want to do that." It's like three days of nothing but horror movies. I'm like, "Yep, yep, it's all it is. Um, it's fantastic. It, it's this. Gwen and Brian are exquisite curators of yeah. what to put in the short blocks. It's everything that you want it to be." So. Yes, for sure. Well, do you want to take a quick break and see when we come back? We can come back with oh, oh no, oh wait, no. We'll we'll just roll into it. All right. Gosh, but yeah. hold on, consider this a break. Yep, this is a good spot to take a break. Talk about our sponsors. Uh, first up, our newest sponsoring friend over at Buy Babble. Uh, they are putting out your favorite kind of like geeky Portland guide. Um, for, for man, this will be for old school listeners. But if you remember the old Geek Calendar back when there was the uh, PGC three, was it the Portland Geek Council Culture? You know what it was? It was a lot of meetings that I had to listen to people talk about mission statements. None of none of which happens with the uh, the Babel Guide. So yeah, just go to buybabel.com. B U Y. Um, yeah, and you'll see the Portland Geek Guide on there that lists. Like geeky restaurants, bars, locations, uh, like the place we're recording in right now. Um, yeah, just a bunch of stuff. But that's not the only thing he does. There's also a, uh, a food truck guide uh, to finding all the best food trucks in town. You know, sometimes you get out-of-town guests, or you've lived here so long you kind of forget where stuff's at. This is a pretty cool guide to remind yourself of the city we live in and all the nerdy, fun things that happen. So check it out. It's by Babel. I think, yeah, buybabble.com. It'll come right up. And before we get back, our sponsor, our next sponsor is, of course, Guardian Games. They are the city and perhaps the country's greatest game store. There are all kinds of events that are happening at Guardian Games. And uh, I know we're getting close to October, which means we're getting close to rampant consumerism. Um, but really, just an excuse to buy extra games, of which they will have. Board games, card games dice games, miniatures, it doesn't matter. Like, if it's a game that's still in print, uh, Guardian Games will have it. If they don't have it, see if they can order it. And also check out, like, they have a huge selection of, like, independent and small press games that I'm beginning to 
discover more and more and, and appreciate. As much as I love my big, over-the-top D&D game sessions, sometimes I kind of want a quiet, more, more personal game, and Guardian Games will have that. So check them out, and when you're there, please, please say you heard about them, or just thank them uh, for sponsoring Geek in the City Radio, which we are returning to right now. Well, joining us now... It's Gwen Callahan. Hello. Hi. Oh, I need to turn you up. <laughs> how about now? Hello. How are you? Hey. Yes. Much better, better now. <laughs> We're great. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm so sorry I'm late. I've been struggling with uh, book formatting and uh, InDesign kept crashing, and then I, uh, yeah, lost track of time. So. That's all right. We are we are all kind of like that right now, so it's it's all good. We we understand that the fest is next week, and this is, is crunch time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I will take two seconds to say Merrick says hello. Hi, Merrick. <laughs> so, I know, like we were talking, we've we've basically just been spending the the opening going through the website and t- talking about films. It's like, ooh, I'd like to see this. Ooh, I've heard this is good. Ooh, we should go. When I we were dealing that. with Ghost Cable, yes. Um, so please, by all means, um, oh, we should do an introduction. That, that, should, I mean, we've had her on for yeah. like four years in a row now, but that's, well, yeah. let's, let's do this. Uh, Gwen, for anyone who's listening, who is maybe newer to the show or not local to Portland, you want to give us a brief rundown of, of the HP Lovecraft Film Festival? Yeah, of course. Um, so the HP Lovecraft Film Festival is a focused film festival, first of all, focused mainly on short films um, because it is a very specific genre of horror, like a subgenre of horror that deals only with like cosmic horror, the weird tale, and sometimes the uncanny supernatural. Um, And when we talk about the uncanny and supernatural, Lovecraft has an essay called The Supernatural in Literature, which we kind of follow and um, his role models for that were kind of M.R. James and Ambrose Bierce, Clark, Clark Ashton Smith. Um, so not just a supernatural element like ghosts and, um, you know, spirits and demons and things, but there has to be an uncanny element to it. Um, so an example of that would be uh, a room that appears and disappears in your hallway. Like there's the door, you see it, but from the outside, you do not see how there's a room where that door would be. Mm-hmm. But when you're inside, you can see the door and you can go in it, you can hear people moving around in there. So it's kind of like a pocket, a pocket universe of a, of a uncanny space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's much easier to do these things on, on small budgets with short films. Um, <laughs> so traditionally, like the, the festival was founded in 1995 by Andrew Migliori right here in Portland, Oregon. And the first two years were at the Fifth Avenue Cinemas, so it was very small. And then he moved over to the Clinton Street, and then over to the Hollywood Theater, which where it's been running since I think 2000. Um, I just had a, ch- a chat with Andrew last night and was like, "When did we move to the Hollywood Theater?" And he's like, "I think it was 2000." <laughs> so it's like this will be 20 the 23rd year of us being there. That ah. that makes sense because I moved here in '98. And I saw a flyer for it for 98.99, and it mentioned Clinton Street. And the okay. first year I went was its first year at the Hollywood. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, cool. Confirmed. <laughs> like corroborated. 
Um, so the the film festivals, we we four wall the Hollywood theaters. We take over all three screens, and there's um, different programming on each screen. We have this year six blocks of short films. Each block is a roughly 90 minutes. Some are a little bit shorter, some are a bit a little bit longer. We have visiting filmmakers that come in and we have them do um, Q&As after their shorts play. So if you're interested in the filmmaking process or you saw something that just blew your mind and you got to know how they did that special effect, um, a lot of the filmmakers will be here to talk about that kind of stuff. And we also have um, a literary component to the film festival because H.P. Um, Lovecraft was a pulp writer. And we wouldn't be here without the the literary backbone kind of of this genre. And we have a number of other readings happening. There's some new anthologies coming out from Underland Press and Tenebris Press and Eraserhead Press, and that will be represented in the Mall of Cthulhu. We have uh, <laughs> panel discussions and a really cool, Jessica Branson does a cool presentation like every other year he pitches something that's just always really, really interesting. Um, like the the physical effects of fear, like the, like can fear being afraid kill you? He, and he did a deep dive on this subject. It was really fascinating. And um, our guests of honor this year are Clay McLeod Chapman, who has a new book out called What Kind of Mother? And he is an author and a performer. And um, back in, I think, 2000. Five, somebody made a short film out of his sto short story, Late Bloomer. And um, he was a guest at the festival, I think in 2006, maybe. And he performed it live and it was just a big hit. I missed it because I was upstairs in the vendor room. Um, so, so when I asked him if he would be a guest of honor this year, I asked him if he would perform that again. And he said, yes. So get to see that on the on the stage live and in person. And it's, it's, a, it's a very funny, um, sort of coming of age story, um, late late bloomer being you know the the kids who come into their sexual awakening a little bit later than the rest of the kids, but it's sort of a horrible eldritch spark that sets the whole thing off, and it's mm -hmm. pretty funny. All right, that sounds like one I'm going to definitely want to see. And that'll be Friday Friday night, um, the opening of the festival. That'll be it's a short performance, so um, but yeah, don't miss it. Um, it'll be in the main auditorium on Friday. Maybe you and I can make Friday night. I get out of work at six. I can make that happen. Yeah, you totally Friday, should. So. Please, please yeah. do this. <laughs> I, I am like for you. Our schedules are just. I feel like everyone's schedules. All over the place. Yeah. Everyone's lives kind of feel like had a weird. Twenty twenty three has been weird. Well, like every every venue at every event is trying to make up for lost time, and so there's like twenty different things any given day, and we're yeah. Yeah. we're over here. We're like, we're we've always been here. I uh, I remember <laughs> a funeral last time like on Saturday. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember that. And uh, I was supposed to spend the night, and I ended up driving home like late, late from fucking Whidbey Island. Yeah. So that I could like maximize my one day to go to the festival last year. <laughs> I was like, I only get Sunday. I'm making the whole day. Yeah, um, I remember that now. And it was uh, choices. <laughs> but they were, but it was worth it because uh, it's always such a great lineup. Wow. There's a lot to choose from, and we we do that purposely. So the, our other guest of honor is Rebecca McKendry, who um, directed Glorious back. I think it was oh my god, I'm like back in 2022, like that was just last year, right? 
but it feels like 10 years, it feels oh, like five yeah. years ago. <laughs> um, so she is going to be joining us. We were doing a special screening event on Sunday afternoon with, with Rebecca and mm -hmm. she'll be there for a Q&A afterwards. We're going to do a filmmaking panel with her. Um, there's just lots and lots of cool stuff. She's going to do a keynote on Saturday night. She's been a, t a professor for many, many, many years um, of film. And so she is going to do a keynote speech that I expect will be very entertaining and educational. Yeah. Um, and that'll be on Saturday evening after the dinner break in the main theater. And um, I just can't wait to meet her. I'm such a fan of her podcast, of her films, of her short films, of her essays. Very, very excited. <laughs> the, the only bit of her work that I know is glorious, and that would be enough to get me into the room to want to see her. I do remember now uh, the Hellraiser comics I quite enjoyed also. Yes. Oh, nice. yeah. so I want to know I want to know more about her podcast. Is it specifically about horror? Yeah, it's called All the Colors of the Dark podcast. Oh, that's a good and title. She's constantly about how much she loves Lovecraft, and I was like, we should ask her to be a guest. <laughs> so I... I messaged her I found her one of her I just messaged her and was like hey um we want you to be a guest and she was like I get so many requests but I love Lovecraft so much so yes I'll come excellent uh oh yeah it's uh the podcast is through Fangoria mm -hmm. yeah excellent. I'll have to check that out too it's funny at my day job we just got someone who called last week um so their main thing is they do they like to do like dark horror tourism but they mm -hmm. bring like their stuffed cat everywhere so it's like spooky cat or whatever anyway she's all excited because she's booked her rooms to come to lovecraft and like at my day job she's like where are spooky places to go in this town and so i feel like i don't know where i was going with that but it had something to do with the hollywood theater it's gone now it's been a day <laughs> i mean the, the hollywood theater counts as a spooky location that's true yeah. itself. <laughs> Or at least they've done like paranormal investigation type things mm -hmm. before before the pandemic. I think they did. Uh, now I can't remember which movie they showed, but they had like a team of people with like EM EMF readers and like. Um, I don't know if they had a spirit box, but they did. They basically let them stay overnight in the theater lobbies and like. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. That could be us, but I know. Playing. I know. <laughs> It should um, be us. But you should tell your friend, uh, there's just across the river in Vancouver is the Devilish Things Museum. And I think you have to just reach out and message her. I have wanted to go there for a while now. We've I, looked this at is it the before. first I'm hearing about it. Mm, it's not, but you have a goldfish memory. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's, of course, Coffin Club on MLK. Mm -hmm, formerly mm -hmm. the Lovecraft Bar. And... Um, I don't know. There's all kinds of there's all kinds of stuff happening. There is a show coming to Coffin Club that I'm gonna maybe get tickets for. I'm not sure yet. Depends oh, how schedules and money works out. Oh, that's really close to here. So, Coffin Club. Yeah. That's, that's where that's where Glass Spells is playing. <gasps> See. Anyway, oh, sorry, we're gonna we're derailing our. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, back back to films. Uh, back to the film festival. Um, no, you can't really pick favorites, but uh, again, like, if we all cannot attend all all parts of the film this year, so we are relying on you to give us a couple highlights of like, look, if you can only make it to a few, these are the ones you want to try yeah. to catch. What are you? So, so we always tell people like there is three screens of stuff to choose from. And we also have 
author readings from 1 to 5 p.m. on Saturday upstairs at Sam's Hollywood Billiards. They're letting us kind of invade that that room for a few hours. And okay. then on Sunday from 10 to 4.45 p.m., we are um, in the meeting room at the big meeting room at the Hollywood Library, which is just three three blocks down the street from the, yeah. the theater. And we were going. We are going to have more author readings and some panel discussions in there, as well as Carbload for Cthulhu. So we're bringing in. This is Sunday. Yes, I said the right day. I keep getting confused between the days. So Sunday is Carbload for Cthulhu from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. There will be a plethora of donuts and coffee and things, and so people can enjoy those and watch a presentation and a panel and an author reading. Um, we are. You guys, um, breaking news, we are about to release tickets for the Cthulhu Prayer Breakfast, which can only accommodate about 35 people. It sells out every year. Um, so if you're listening to this, um, be on the lookout for those tomorrow morning on uh, the Arkham Bazaar website. We're about to send a newsletter and a Kickstarter update to our backers so that people can can hop on those. But that's always a fun time. It's a um, It's a full breakfast. Um, and entertainment from Mr. Cody Goodfellow, who was our uh, sort of de facto spiritual leader, mm -hmm. who will sermonize um, during the breakfast. And then we also have guests, and um, we encourage attendees as well to share spooky stories about weird shit that has happened to them in their lives. Sort of like true stories of, Damn of weird it. shit. That sounds like a lot of fun. So that was fun. Um, tell the story about getting possessed at the Rosen Raindrop. Oh, yeah. Who got possessed? Me. You did. Yeah, by a, a Babylonian abortion demon. Oh, my God. It's a whole story. I'll tell you one day. I need to hear that. I'll then. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> um, uh, so in the answer to the question about, like, if there's only a couple things that I can see, what should I pick? So generally speaking... Any of the feature films that we have um, that you've seen any rumblings about, like in Dread Central or um, Bloody Disgusting or Rue Morgue or Fangoria, are probably going to show up either in the theater or in streaming at some point down the road. Um, so if you have to choose, if you're looking at three things and there's a panel or a live performance, some short films or a feature film, that you think maybe will be going to greater, like wider distribution. Personally, I would pick either the short films or the live performance because the live performance is live performance and it's not, you can watch a recording and it's just not the same as being in that room with that energy. And we have Robert Lloyd Perry coming from um, the UK and he's going to be performing live with Chris Bazone, who is a musician. Um, now they perform together at the, the Nightlands convention this summer in New Jersey. And um, Robert's going to be performing Algernon Blackwood's The Willows. So it's like a dramatic reading performance of it, as well as The Nameless City. And then we also have um, Andrew Lehman from the H.P. Lovecraft Historical mm -hmm. Society coming. And he's going to be reading, um, doing a dramatic reading of Beyond the Wall of Sleep and The Cats of Ulthar. Oh, cool. So those are you know, those are things that um, get overlooked sometimes because people are so obsessed with like, I have to see all the short films. Um, 
And it's so tense. And we heard from a couple of attendees that have been coming for a long time a few years ago. They couldn't get into the shorts block they wanted to see, and they had already seen the feature. And they asked us, like, what what should we go see? And we're like, Robert Lloyd Perry is about to begin a performance right now. You should go see that. And they're like, okay. And so they went. And later we heard from them, thank you so much for suggesting that, because that was, I think, the best thing I saw at the festival. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, he's he's good. These people are no slouches. Um, It's not like a high school performance. <laughs> Season professionals and you will be scared. Um, so yeah, we also, um, one, one thing, we have a world premiere happening on Saturday afternoon. Um, this is a film I think that's been, um, they were kind of waiting to do their world premiere because they wanted the right mood or atmosphere or the right festival. And um, I guess that's us. <laughs> Yay for us. It's called The Veil. It, it's written directed by Cameron Bale and it's starring Rebecca Kennedy. Kennedy. I'm like Henderson. I'm like, <laughs> there's two Rebecca's with the same spelling of their names this time. I had this so, one bookmarked because uh, Rebecca Kennedy and Sean O'Brien. Now the name Sean O'Brien might not mean a lot to you guys, but if you look him up on IMDb and you see his face, you are going to be like, Oh yeah, this guy has been yeah. in like every awesome thing that I've ever seen. He's a very good um, actor. So it's kind of the two of them. Um, The setting is, it's night. This guy lives in a house kind of in a secluded area in the woods. There's a weird aurora in the sky that's making everything green. And um, this woman comes and knocks on his door looking for help. And then it just gets real weird from there. (laughs) And um, yeah, it's a nice, nice short ass movie. The producer and director are coming along with the lead actor, Sean O'Brien's going to be there. Um, so I think that people really don't want to miss that. Um, we all, we tend to see like, oh, there's having a world premiere somewhere far away, like in Spain or Sitges or like Fright, Mary US, uh, Fright Fest UK or, or TIFF in Toronto. And um, mm-hmm. here's a world mm-hmm. premiere that's happening like right in your backyard. So you should come to it. <laughs> <laughs> the synopsis for this one was uh, really interesting too. So that one was that one was already on my radar. Thank you. Yeah, the banner art for it was caught my eye immediately and went, oh, okay, I think I want to read what this one's about. And, ooh, it looks it looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the other feature films, we had a surprising number of feature films that a had a reasonable sounding picture and like a reasonably written script and be actually fit the cosmic horror Lovecraft genre of films <laughs> because often we'll get them and there'll be one or the other, not both at the same time. So, right. Um, we have missions that don't, uh, don't quite fit the theme. We, we get, um, it's getting better. Like the ratio of like things that are just, they didn't understand at all what our festival is about or didn't read our description at all to the things that like get it um it's getting better so we have fewer films that um you know we have some judges that kind of go through the submissions right away and they'll just like be like this one's not a fit (laughs) this one's a a romantic comedy (laughs) with like no lovecraftian or cosmic horror elements not that you couldn't do a cosmic horror romantic comedy you can't. Totally you can't. You totally can't. Oh, yeah. 
that would be hard to pull off though I but think. it's a fine line and not impossible no no not at all uh i mean you can you can make a movie about anything right. but that doesn't mean it's going to be good or meet the criteria tom hanks stars in sleepless and riley <laughs> i would watch that <laughs> watch tom hanks slowly go insane i'd watch that yeah i'd anyway. absolutely watch that mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I've seen that movie already. I think that was cast yeah. away. <laughs> uh, but make it scarier. Yeah, anyway. Uh, okay, so Wilson talks back. <laughs> um, so suitable flesh. We're playing it twice. Um, Friday night and Sunday night. Both late shows because it's that kind of movie. It is dirty. It is bloody. It is funny. It is scary. Um, Forever Crampton and Heather Graham are just um, amazing in it. They're just such good actors, and the script is really great. Joe Lynch did a fantastic job with um, it's got kind of a noir feeling to it, but it's also very modern. Um, and it's just the performances all around are outstanding. Um, Judah, Judah Lewis as the um, Okay, so in The Thing on the Doorstep, it was based on The Thing on the Doorstep, which is a Lovecraft short story. Oh. And he, the script, this script for the film gender flips the two main characters who are Edward Derby is now Elizabeth Derby and Daniel Upton is now Daniela Upton. And they're doctors and um, Elizabeth Derby's patient comes in exhibiting signs of like paranoid schizophrenia. But come to find out there's more more to the story. So if you haven't, if you're not familiar with the story, I don't want to spoil much for you, but if you're familiar with the story, you can already kind of tell what's going on. <laughs> um, but there is some there's some body swapping, and I think that's in the new trailer. And there's uh yeah, it's very horny and it's very throwback to the 80s in that regard. Um, stylistically speaking, but also with a very modern sensibility. And um, yeah, we were just kind of watching the trailer again, and we're just like, ah, fuck, this is such a good movie. I cannot wait for people to see this on the big screen. So, And I, I found this is one of the ones that I'm going to seek out uh, after the fest is over, because I don't want to watch it. Yeah. But it's not only is Barbara Crampton in it, she's one of the producers yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. And most horror fans already know who Barbara Crampton is. Yes. But if, if you don't, <laughs> uh, she was made famous by The Reanimator and From Beyond, both of which she starred with um, Jeffrey Combs, who was a guest last uh, last year's yes. guest. Oh, yeah. That's that was right. last year, right? Yeah. She was on like three or four soap operas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is uh, what Leanna Lovegood on, um, is it The Bold and the Beautiful? <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. There's just so much stuff. And like, really, if you just sat your ass in one of the theaters, just picked one and sat there all weekend, you would have a great show. And any one of them, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, I, we can all we've all done that we can all confirm that that is true <laughs> like very much so 
think the, the harder the hardest decision in the past for us anyways are like okay do we all want to go see the same stuff or should we divide and conquer mm-hmm. because we know it's all going to be good and that way if we split up everyone has seen some of everything and and then we can all come back and, and talk about it and and compare notes Yep. Uh, one of the things that I'm always uh, excited for uh, being a good little consumer is, uh, <laughs> is is the Mall of Cthulhu and the annual shirts. I love ah. the shirts every year. Are you able to share any of, any of that with us? Um, I can tell you what vendors are going to be there. We don't. Um, the, the shirt design, we just got the poster art. So our poster artists, we gave them a tall order this year. We have three events. We just did one in Providence in August. We're doing this one in October in Portland. And then in November 3rd to the 5th, we are doing a new event in Mobile, Alabama. I saw that link on your page. Yeah. Because we're nuts. We're just... uh, (laughs) I don't think I realized that you also did the Providence one. And, And now... The Providence one, there's two events that happen alternating years in Providence. So in 2024, it'll be Necronomicon Providence, which we don't organize that one, but we help with their film programming. And then yeah. in the in 2025, it'll be the HP Lovecraft Film Festival again. So this, this August, it was the HP Lovecraft Film Festival. So it's kind of a more chill event it's not as big we still we still show we we show like the early picks of the the film selections um there's only one screen so we don't show as much stuff but it's still friday saturday sunday and um we get some author readings in there and people get to we try to give people time to enjoy providence especially if they've never been there before because that is where lovecraft was born and raised and lived and died and like people make pilgrimages in there to to like see all the sites. Um, Does Providence do like a? I'm, I'm, there's got to be like tours that are like walk in Lovecraft's footsteps or. Sometimes during they're usually in conjunction with um, our events. So um, Lovecraft scholar Donovan Locks is uh, we've become friends with him over the years after going out to Providence every year and got him to do a special edition of his Lovecraft sites walking tour. Oh, cool. So um, nice. it's like a three hour tour and it's, it, you go to all the different sites where he lived and important sites that are like in his books. So there's this house was the Charles Dexter Ward house and <laughs> things like that. So you get to see all the, all the, the sites. Cool. Nice. Yeah. So the other other feature films that we have, I think we have eight feature films this year. So we've got. It feels like there's a lot this yeah, year. Yeah, we've got um, Anthony Cousins, who was our winner for best short, I think, in 2016, with a very disturbing short film called When Cicero Stirs. Um, yeah, we remember him last year from the film Every Time We Kiss, Your Fucking spa- Face Explodes. <laughs> Every time important. we meet for ice cream, oh, your whole fucking face. So his first—I don't know if I think it's his first feature film. It's a—it's uh, based on the Loveland Frogman urban legend. Oh, that's why Ohio. the title of that sounded Fuck. So Frogman, and I'm like, oh, and I start—we started watching. And I was like, oh, it's a found footage movie. I—that's not my favorite. It's not my jam. 
generally speaking, I find them to be usually like too jerky or you can't see what's going on. And like, you can tell that they didn't have any budget for anything because they just like flash by it. And you're like, come on, <laughs> like, I'm getting sick here. But this one, we started watching, we're like, oh, holy shit. He just showed it like just right there in the first 10 minutes of the film. We get to see it. And then it's the story of like the kid who you know, runs into it, then trying to find it again as an adult. And it's just, the performances are great. The characters are charming. And then you get to see quite a lot of some really messed up, like cryptid stuff. <laughs> I like to click on that because the thumbnail is a little disturbing yeah. to me. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Um, I follow him on Instagram and I've been seeing him post about, uh, how it's been received in 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 small screenings and people are just going oh this is fucking great so, all right <laughs> i'm yeah <laughs> it's great. Yeah, clear, i didn't not want to see it i, I definitely sure. want to see it <laughs> just hadn't clicked on that thumbnail yet. Like, no no i i get the thumbnail thing that's it it's like ew ew yeah it's gross um it's that whole like body horror thing mixed with mm -hmm. um yeah urban legend cryptid hunters so um so that one's a great one to see there's also uh the i guess the west coast premiere of saint drogo which is mm -hmm. you guys do you guys remember death drop gorgeous that came out a few years ago yes. i think it was a pan during the pandemic um mm -hmm. so this is michael ahern's second film or his follow-up film from that and it's uh i must say his learning curve has like he has gotten over that hump. Like this is a really accomplished film. It is definitely queer horror, which I'm excited about. Um, and it is definitely cosmic horror. And there's a little bit of folk horror thrown in there with a little Shadow of Rinsmith flavoring to boot. So that's, uh, if you like all those things, if you like that combination of um, elements, this one is for you. <laughs> One of those thumbnails too, where I'm like, oh, a, a hooded road figure going through grassy fields, holding what looks like a big stick or a bone. I'm like, well, I'm at least gonna check it out. <laughs> um, and then with us, Gods of the Deep. So last year we had a world premiere yeah. freeze from UK filmmaker Charlie Steeds, um, and this is his uh, second Lovecraftian film. This time, deep underwater. This one takes place deep underwater, and it is kind of bonkers and funny. This is definitely one of the kinds of films that you want to see with a crowd of people that are all on the same page. Oh, um, I remember that. that it was, amplifies the fun. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, Steed's, that was the, the shipwreck in the ice. Yeah, yeah that was... It did surprise me that it was as well done as it was. Like, I was expecting it to be... The costumes were kind of off, and the sets were kind of off, and but it was... The, the acting was well done. The, the, the sets were good. The, the costumes were good. The creatures were great um, and terrifying. I think I remember you talking about it, because yeah. uh, that was that must have been on Saturday, and I missed it, and yeah. I remember thinking, that one looks like it's going to be really good. And, like, two or three of the, the cast were there, and they were kids. Yeah. Like, I mean... Meeting them in person, it's like, 
Oh, good lord! You're like seventeen. They they weren't. They were in their twenties. But everyone looks like. <laughs> I think he's everyone looks thirty. Like well, um, yeah. Right. See, there you go. <laughs> if you're under forty, you look like you're twelve. I don't. I don't make the rules. Anymore. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> like my whole thing is like, oh, you're young enough to be my son, my child. I could be your mother. That's very oh. interesting that's, for me that's, sometimes. But... That's every single one of my coworkers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, how is how did I how am I 50 already? <laughs> like, what happened? Yeah, it sneaks up on you, <laughs> and suddenly it's like. Wait, what? <laughs> I know. It's like someday yep. when I grow up, well, if it happens, it's not happening. It it's happen not happening. It's not going to happen. Mm -mm. <laughs> I still haven't figured out what I wanted to do when that happened. So. Yeah, you no. Plenty of time. I, I can guarantee 50 is not a magic number where you suddenly f grow up. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, if it didn't happen when I was 30, and I really don't think it's happening next year either, I don't think it's going to happen at 50 either. Mm -mm. We're just here. We're yeah. just fucking here. The only difference is that people look and see how old you are, and then they just think that you have it figured out. <laughs> and well, yes. <laughs> like, oh, that makes sense because they've done all this. It's like, no, we we've been winging it. It's fine. <laughs> um, I will say that uh, some horror movies hit different now after fifty. Like I watched, <laughs> I watched Bubba Hotep last night. And all of the scenes in the restroom hit differently now oh, man. than it did 20 years ago when it came out. Oh, my God. It is 20. Bubba I, just, Hotep, I just ran the quick math about when I first saw it. So, Bubba yeah. Hotep is old enough to drink. It, it came out in 2002. And Bruce Campbell was only 44 at the time. Oh yeah. Playing an Elvis that would have been sixty-seven at, at the least, time. right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, Presley was born in nineteen thirty-five. Right, he would have been sixty-seven in two thousand two. I did all of this math yesterday when I'm just sitting there going, "Why is this? Ugh. Oh, I just... Oh, nope, nope. This is uncomfortable now. So yes, you have that to look forward to, Gwen. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the party. Nice. <laughs> Oh, I've already got, got you know the hot flashes and the mood swings. So there's that, got that going for me. Obviously, <laughs> hearing that, that's a private party. <laughs> the party's in the bed, and he's like, "I made thirty five films, all of them trash, except for Clambake." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Is it is it a horror? Yeah, Bubba I've never, Bubba never seen it. No, uh, you would like it. I'm loaning um, it to you. Okay. You probably just rent it for free, but it's uh one of the few Joe Coscarelli movies that is not a fantastic, a fantastic movie. movie. <laughs> uh based on a story by um uh Lansdale. Lansdale. Yep. Um yeah. But that's not at the HP level. No, no. no. But it just made no. me realize no. how how few and far between um sort of notable like and I'm not even, I don't think Boba Hotep is necessarily mainstream, but among certain nerd yeah. fandoms, like people know it. But like the, yeah. the fact that we, st I still think of Boba Hotep as that like recently released, <laughs> like in, in the not so distant past films that are kind of cosmic horror. 
Lovecraft yeah. flavor mm-hmm. because um, Don Coscarelli is a Love Lovecraft fan. Um, yeah, sure. there's just so, so few of them, and that there needs to be more. So I'm yeah. I'm excited that um, we have so many feature films this year that are, you know, Lovecraftian and co- and like firmly in Lovecraft cosmic horror territory. We didn't have to kind of like push the boundaries at all for any of these. They're they just are are here and they're great, and we love them, and we want to like nurture them and then send them off in the world for everyone to see. I also like that you're still keeping up the tradition of having one or two Edgar Allan Poe yeah. inspired shorts. Mm-hmm. Since like that's who I mean, that was like Lovecraft's favorite author. So it's it's still cool that that happens. Yeah. And like I just saw the one inspired by the Telltale Heart, but on a space station. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> called Hideous Heart. Yep. Creepy. That one is cool. And then the other one is kind of um a police station um interrogation room but retelling so you get the flashbacks but we actually got four at four submissions of the telltale heart this year wow it's a really popular one over over the years um and but i i love that you can have more than one uh retelling of even just that one uh poe story but they're different they're Mm -hmm. totally different different flavor Uh, different atmosphere yeah yeah, so I'm 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 interested in seeing both of those for sure. And then there was one I saw called The Pit that uh, I think it was that gave me some sort of Edgar Allan Poe vibes as well. Um, um, kind of. It, that one was surprising for me, um, so I'm just gonna let it surprise everybody else <laughs> because it did not like the from the description and the the title and everything. I kind of had an image in my head of what it what was what it was gonna be, and it was not at all. Ooh, interesting. That makes me that makes me nervous already. It was much more. It was much darker. Like spoilers. It was much darker than I was expecting it to be. How dark were you expecting though? Because I'm like, (laughs) I'm ready for it to be super dark. Um. Well, when when it starts out, it's kind of um, you know, nineteen. 1929 1930 dust bowl era woman coming coming around with her her big wash tub or whatever like and you're like oh this people she's just tricking people and um and then she meets this woman and it just gets real unexpectedly dark and the performances are the thing that really carries the film like the the lead actress is just amazing um, and it's and it's nice and short, and it wraps up really nicely, and it's kind of a gut punch. So <laughs> we try to we try to kind of um, balance those out with other other things throughout the throughout the block. So we try to um, for people who are like, which shorts block should I see? For the Lovecraft Film Festival, like they're all cosmic horror themed. So right. just watch any of them. We try to give you kind of a variety. A variety of long and short length, um, serious and funny, you know, direct adaptation versus original um, story from the filmmaker. Nice. Um, question. Uh, in the past, you have also had a streaming uh, option for folks that are not around right. that want to c- catch. Are you doing any streaming of any of this this year? We will be. Um, 
we need to add a page to the website. Um, but we did, we decided because we had so many, we had three in-person events in a row, basically, that mm-hmm. there was no way that we were going to be able to um, do a Portland's, like, do the Portland Festival and what people have become accustomed to is the streaming show at the same time. There's just not enough hours in the day. There's not enough manpower. There's not enough like brain space between me and Brian to pull that off in in a way that's satisfactory to us and to the audience, in my opinion. Because <laughs> we tried to do it last year where it was, um, gosh, am I remembering this correct- correctly? Where we did it at the same time and I think we live streamed some stuff. And it, just was, and it was just very hard. Yeah, last year. It was just very difficult yeah. to manage that. So this year, instead of trying to cram all this stuff in on top of each other in such a way that guarantees that all of it will be mediocre, <laughs> we decided that we were going to try to focus fully on the in-person event and make it really awesome. And then in December, December 2nd and 3rd, we will have a streaming edition of the festival. So it's not not a streaming oh. edition of the Portland Festival. It's just a streaming edition of the festival. And I th- I think going forward, it's going to kind of be this way. We're going to do our live events. And then at the beginning of December, right before um, the dark winter holiday season takes over, we're going to do our streaming event. Oh, I, I love this. I like that. I love lot. this yeah. so much. Um yeah, that'll be great. I look forward to being able to uh, enjoy a lot of these films through streaming it. Because yeah. I, I did that last year because I missed some of the short blocks. So I just went, here's money so I can watch those short blocks. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was really great. And that, but yeah, pushing it out into a, a later part of the year gives people some like yet another thing to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you miss some stuff at the Portland Festival, which I don't think there's physically a way to see everything at the Portland mm-hmm. show this year because they we have so many features like in other years when we don't have as many features I think there there usually is like a path you we try to construct it so there's like two paths so you can see all of the short films because we know, <laughs> we know that yeah. that's what people like um this year there's uh, a couple paths to see all the short films several paths to see all the feature films but if you're trying to see all the films like you just there's not a way to do it so take the pressure off yourself and realize that just go see what you're gonna go see um try to see something live try to see an author reading try to see a pants try to see like one of each kind of thing and then you can catch up on some of the stuff that you missed in the streaming show later on and that also allows us to have um, live Q&As with filmmakers that can't necessarily travel. Like we've got a team and a filmmaker in Kenya that I would love for him to be able to talk to our audience. So um, and they'll be able to things so that it comes, it coincides at a time where they can be online with us. Um, oh, cool. And, you know, there's a guy in Australia, there's people in, Uruguay, there's people in Mexico and Canada and all the Norway, Denmark. There's like 13 or 14 countries, I think, that we have films from this year. Well, good. I, I think that's good advice to not try to see everything, but instead 
make your own path through the fest so that your experience at the fest is your experience. Yeah. That's that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Well, I think we... I, oh, and then think, for people... Oh, is is oh. this airing right now? Like, are people... I, yeah, we're yes, right now. Yeah. So we have... Um, Tickets are available through the Hollywood mm. Theater website, which is hollywoodtheaterre.org. And mm. you can actually go in person to the theater when they're open and buy them in person so that you avoid the convenience fee if you want, oh, cool. if you're going to be there anyway. Um, just go to the box office and be like, hey, I want to buy a ticket for the H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival. And you will save money because we have early bird pricing on right now through Saturday. If you're a Hollywood Theater member, you get a slight discount on top of that. And then when prices go up on Sunday, it's still not that expensive because I looked at how much tickets were for some of these other festivals. Yeah. And you're still getting an excellent job, excellent deal. <laughs> um, I'll probably get someone who like comments or asks later, just at the Hollywood Theater, but not Movie Madness as well, right? Because I know they're connected. Uh... I don't know. They might be able to buy them at Movie Madness. If, they, if they're, if they're able to out. buy regular theater tickets at Movie Madness, then they can buy the festival tickets at Movie Madness. I'm a monster, and I almost never go to Movie Madness, so I've ne and I've never tried to buy tickets Yeah, there. let's just have people stick to the Hollywood Theater. They can probably call. <laughs> if, you're, if you're wondering, you can probably call them. But um, Yeah. I know that they used to do that, and I just don't know if they switched anything with their ticketing system so well and i will say just um if you miss some of the shorts from years and years ago i do know that movie madness buys the dvds of every shorts collection that gets put out every year so, so we do we do a few like of them what? um i think yeah. they've got the 2014 and maybe the maybe the 2015 okay. um but I have a, a note on my to-do list to get in touch with Jason at Movie Madness. Uh, <laughs> they've, also, they've also started um, carrying small inventory of um, like kind of hard-to-find discs. So we're going to see if they can be uh, a sales partner for the short film collections. So that oh, cool. So local oh, don't have to pay great. to have it shipped to them. I have quite a few of those. I, I love having them. I was looking at them when I was skimming through the the Mall of Cthulhu, and I'm like, oh, I should be buying those. I should like just like have, have them because the... that's the thing about these film festivals is they're in and of themselves sort of ephemera, not yeah. just the live part portions of it, but just the you know sometimes it can be hard to even remember what the lineup was a couple of years down the road, let alone the title of a couple that you really liked. And maybe you're conversing and you share the story and you're like, oh my God, I wish I could show you what this movie is, but I don't know how to find <laughs> it anymore. Save yourself the trouble. Have a compilation on hand. Yeah. Um, I, we actually just got an email from someone trying to track down a film from like 2010. And I was like, Oof. I don't remember that film. Like the name sounded familiar. Um, Filmmaker's name is Miles Finlayson, F-I-N-L-A-Y-S-O-N. Um, wow. So if Miles, you're listening to this podcast, please get in touch with us because there's somebody <laughs> doing some research. I think he's doing a paper or something on um, Lovecraft adaptation. So yeah, mm -hmm. there's that. Um, nice. But yeah, it's the, 
the disc is really cool because when you buy it, you're supporting the filmmakers because we we profit share it with them when you buy those discs. And there's always, um, I think, mm. I think we stopped doing it, but like from 2019 earlier, there's Easter eggs on the disc that every time we send out surveys, <laughs> we're like, did you find the Easter egg? And people are like, there's an Easter egg. <laughs> Push the up button. <laughs> push the up button. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like a, just a little like memento of the the festival, and then you get to have sort of a ninety minute. I say ninety minute, but there's usually more like a hundred and thirty minutes of stuff on the discs. It's a lot. We try to pack a lot in there, but um, yeah. <laughs> Well, Gwen, thank you for joining us. It's always just lovely to have you on and stuff. Thank so. you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's good to see you. Yeah, for sure. And I know at least one or two of us will make it there at least once of the days. Yep. Schedules are, are wacky this year. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but we'll, uh, we will definitely see you somewhere between October 6th and October 8th. That's true. Uh, I, I will be there in spirit as I will physically be scaring people. You yep. will be frightening people. Yay. <laughs> Um, well, cool. Oh, I'm sorry. Like I forgot about the vendors, the vendors in the Mall of Cthulhu. So there will be sculptures, there will be woodcut prints, there will be lots of books, um, there will be art, and there will be t-shirts and accessories, and um, we're bringing our hot sauces, and then there will be um, festival merch, and what am I forgetting? Uh, other stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll be updating the website up until like the festival starts. So just keep checking back. <laughs> Great. Oh, always a good lineup. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the merch is always great. So always bring a little extra cash on hand. Yeah. Or your local artists. Yay. Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Any last words, Glenn? Um, I think that's it. Just yeah, Cthulhu Fatagan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh super excited uh for another great year of horror of of Lovecraft horror uh at the Hollywood. Thank you so much, Gwen. Thank you. And say hello to Brian for I us will. as well. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye. Yay. <laughs> it's always that awkward time. Yeah, it's like Where's the Do leave I, yeah. button? But that's also, that's time for us, too. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. She mm -hmm. said yawning repeatedly. I know. Uh, yeah, behind the curtains, my lower back, I did something. It has been killing me for an hour. So if you see me, like, over here, like, wiggling, I'm trying so hard, like, just pop, just pop, please. Anyway, um, next week, I think it's just Denise and I, because Cable will be training. Yes. So I'm going to say goodbye to listeners for most of october yeah um i won't be here next week i'll be here for the two tuesdays after that and then you won't see or hear from me again until november yeah we probably won't do a show on halloween night i don't know what we're doing but it it won't be podcast tuesday this year oh, halloween yeah. is a tuesday yeah and we ain't doing no show well we'll see you guys out on the streets nerds that's right <laughs> with that i'm on hunter and I'm Peterita. And I am Cable Hashitani. We will see you all for now. We will <laughs> see you all next week. Bye. Boop, boop.
But you, you're right there. Yeah. Yeah. So this is cable on my camera, and uh, there you and are. And that is cable on on his own camera. This is. <laughs> and yet I don't show up. It's some, it's some it has to be a, some sort of disconnect with with the the primary feed, the host feed. Uh. It must be. See, because, yeah. But you, I don't understand why this isn't working. Well, this is fucking weird. And you're sure it's not some sort of... It is definitely... You can't turn our video off. Well, that's not it. Oh, wait. Where'd that echo just come from? Because um, I heard you can't... No, no I, I just did oh, it real fast. It's uh, not mine. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Cable is streaming from beyond. Uh, that's the thing. He's already getting... He's already in haunt training. But Haunt I wanted bone. to show off my shirt. It's a great shirt, well, too. Come over here and show off your shirt, buddy. Yeah, look at these little cuties. I mean, these little scary guys. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give cuties. totally give a shout-out on this. This is Jellyco. Mm. It's spelled just mm -hmm. like Jelly K-O-E, Jellyco. Look them up. See if they still have any of these left. If you were a fan of Creepy Company and their mm. button-ups, they're done. I don't know why. Creepy Company is... Fucking right. done right now. Um, this is a great, it's a great shirt. It's a great shirt. Order from them. All, they the, have all the Jelly Co so, stuff is great. One thing uh, first. First uh, off, hold on. Uh, Kevin figured it out. We forgot to pay no. the cable bill. Uh, I was about to ask Cable if he would like to yell at Kevin for that. Um, <laughs> I thought it was. I'm. I'm not going to. Of course you do. Shut up. You didn't grow up with these particular jokes, mm -hmm. Kevin. Indeed, you're fired. Indeed, I did not. No one make any de nephew jokes, and we're fine. That's what I grew up with. Denephew? Yes. Denephew? Well, Denise and Denise. Nephew. Oh, this is I'm Denise. Denephew. Where's Denephew? Oh, that's dumb. Yeah, yes. yeah every, every, every fucking middle aged white man since the time I could. You know what they're doing now? They're saying, ha ha, A.A. Hey, hey, Ron. That's them now. That was brief, though. That was like. Oh, no, I still get it yeah. daily because I wear a name tag at work now. Real? Oh. And they say, what's your name? And I'll say, it's Aron. And they go, like, hey, hey Ron? Like, no, nothing. Nothing no, like nothing that. nothing like that. I'm going to... Jordan Peele, I love you, but, like, I think you're one of the most brilliant writers and directors out there. Look, no offense, but I, I get to punch you once. I'm going to disappear and oh, okay. restart my computer and see if that helps at all. Okay. You want to do an intro really quick, and then while you're doing it, Denise and I will, because she's going to talk about her like bum, 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 when she touches like the thing under her nose. Sure. What? She did a 